0: Pause I Am Radio with your host, Robert Brining, sharing stories from across the United States and around the world. To join the conversation, call 929-477-3572. That's 929-477-3572. Each week, we'll bring you our exclusive HIV scoop with Josh Robbins and your positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. Your weekly dose of hope. Pause. I am radio. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Pause I Am Radio. It is so good to be back here live here in Philadelphia. This is Robert Brining joining you. Of course, I am so excited for today's guest. Um, I met Jesus at an amazing conference um, called Healthy Voices. Um, and we all connected at the positive, uh, purposeful connection session that was uh, prior to the Healthy Voices conference, uh, through, of course, uh, Becky, Mama Becky, uh, our dear, loved um, one of my favorite people, um, uh, has you know brought Jesus there, and it was really cool to to meet him and to experience him as a person. He has lots of energy, lots of love, lots of passion, um, and art. Very artsy, very. Um, Very spiritual, just very connected and very um, very real. I guess that's the way that I can put um, how to explain um, how Jesus came off to me. Um, And then hearing him sing at the conference was even more fascinating than uh, his presence and and his story. So I knew once uh, meeting him there that I wanted to have him come on the show. And uh, a lot of you may know uh, Jesus from uh, Facebook. He runs the largest uh, long term uh, survivor group there. Um, so I'll uh, be on talking about that. It's called HIV Long Term Survivors Group um, with uh, close to 5,000 members there, which is pretty cool. Um, and he is also the poster boy for the documentary uh, that was uh, awarded an Emmy, uh, Last Man Standing. So we'll be speaking about that and sharing his personal story. So I hope I don't butcher his name because I tried to practice before he came on air. So please help me welcome my dear friend Jesus Guillen. Jesus, are you with me? <laughs> you I love I get you, it? baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did I say it right? Don't worry. No, 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 no. It's, it's wonderful. Remember that I told you. That many people always call me Jesus and the whole thing. So, uh, before anything else, really, thank you very, very much. I, and, and and what you just mentioned. And yes, we have to say a, a huge hello to our healthy voices tribe, uh, and 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 Mama Becky. Yeah, uh, I, I love you guys. So I just want to say that before anything else. So, so I'm all yours and uh, we can talk cool. about uh, whatever you want or whatever people in the audience want you know um uh, yeah so i'm all yours
0: okay sounds good so if anybody's listening and you want to call into the show you're welcome to call in at 929-477-3572 if you have a question or a comment or just want to listen um on the phone you can do it that way as well again 929-477-3572 and press the one button so i know you want to speak to us and you're not just listening so um I watched the documentary, uh, but before we get on to that amazing documentary, and, and then of course your, your amazing song, um, Surviving Still, tell me your story. Start with how you were first introduced to HIV.
1: Yeah, um, you know, by now I have learned to respect every story that we hear because every story has something unique. And all what you can do is always just be yourself, you know. We cannot be something else that we're not. So I arrived to this country in 1984, and um, I had no papers, you know. I had uh, hardly any family, no friends. And for whatever reason, I decided to be part of this study of whatever was going on about uh, uh, the gay cancer and things like that. And And sadly, I was HIV positive. And I think I tried to do the test like five times because in those days, uh, remember, there were a lot of false positives and false negatives. So I think my story really started as an immigration story. And that's something that I always try to mention because it is very important that we consider people that come to this country and sometimes even get infected right here. Or I'm sorry, that the HIV, uh, you know, get together with them in this country and then what do you do? Uh, so anyway, uh, and then there was uh, an amnesty program and uh, I had to do what I have to do in those days and people may judge me for this, but uh, somebody else did my blood test in those days. And now I can tell my story because I am a citizen of this country. And it was incredibly difficult, you know. Um, I have many friends that their journey has been seen other people die around you. But there's others also like me that um, I was completely alone, you know. Um, <clears throat> I couldn't tell anyone um, nothing. I, I was hiding everything. And, um, and somehow the rest is history. I knew that I had to leave, you know, where you even have doctors that they tell you, you may die, you do this, you may die, you do that. Almost every year, every year, you know, you hear that. And here I am 22 years later. Um, how, I don't know. I'm sure um, like many of the survivors that listen to us, you know, sometimes we get asked, how did you do that? Um, And honestly, I don't have any specific answer. The person that passed me the HIV virus, he died one year later, you know, after I knew, and I knew exactly who he was, and and he died. And here I am 32 years later, you know. And what I can say just about that, you know, is that for whatever reason that we are here alive, especially like sometimes when i talk to newly infected people in places like africa or other places when they hear that they really ask you like what are you serious you've been with this virus 32 years and it's almost magical you know um they listen to you and i i like to think that all of us even if we don't want to we're giving hope to many people that it is possible to be here you
0: know well, yeah, definitely. I would say uh, thirty-two years is a, a ton of hope, and to, to <laughs> still be here, standing, to, to to have you still stand here and stay, and and share your story. You know, where a lot of people have said, you know what, you know, I'm done. Let, let the let the next generation. But I think it's important that the long-term survivors like yourself and the other people that were featured in the documentary continue to stand up and, and, and talk because we can't forget the history. The history is so important and is really what um, kind of, uh, 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 I don't know, kind of like brings us together and, and makes us um, realize, you know, what we're so grateful for because we've come such a long way. I mean, 32 yeah. years ago, people were, you were attending funerals probably once, you know, so many a week, three, four a week, once a day.
1: Yeah. And, and then you even know? more than that, Robert, you know, when I, every time that I talk about something, you know, I always say we're in this together, um, and I do mean it um we are you know these people that we are survivors or still surviving that's what the way that i call it surviving still uh because the war hasn't ended we still keep going we are a verb you know in action we hasn't just finish a battle and say oh yeah we're a survivor no we still keep going but we are you know these people that you talk to that they you know 20 30 years we are the proof of whatever can happen with the HIV, with the medicines and everything. And sometimes when you watch those survivors programs in television, I'm sorry, I don't want to start crying. You know, every time that you that you watch any of those survivors programs in television, you see the ending and you see a big plate of food. You see the plane coming together and you see the truck, you see a big celebration for them. We haven't got mm-hmm. that. Um, sometimes not even the acknowledgement because we are still surviving. And now, Robert, we are once again the guinea pigs because we are the first generations growing older with HIV. And now we're encountering all these other normal diseases of growing older, but mixed with the HIV. And whatever we can do for us, Mijo, it's going to be something that is going to help everybody else behind because hopefully you and everybody else newly infected they're gonna grow to you know to be older and to be yeah. 80 or 90 years old but hopefully by then things will be ready for you guys when you get to this age you know and and right now teens are not ready um it's still very difficult to see how do we fit because we were supposed to be dead you know
0: right you know, one of the things that you, uh, you spoke about that you also deal with coinciding with HIV was your neuropathy. Um, mm-hmm. how, how has that been affected? Has that affected, um, you know, any of your, uh, you know, by HIV at all? Or, or what is your, your feeling on, on how, of course. how are you dealing with that? Because yeah, that's yeah. something that a lot of people deal with.
1: Exactly. Yeah, there's many people of us that they think, you know, if there was a cure for HIV, we'd already stuck with something else. Many of the people that went through many of these harsh medicines or chemo, Mm -hmm. like myself too, and other things, we're stuck already with something else. In my case, um, I'm also a survivor of cancer uh, for about eight years, and I had to do chemo. And I had neuropathy, and it was very light and very little, not that much. But chemo, it saved me from cancer, but it really took my neuropathy to levels that I always tell people, I cry a couple of times a week, you know, and we yeah. manage this pain and we live with this pain. And there's a lot of people in the survivor community that leads with pain, uh, or also, uh, of course, mental issues that for me, that's one of the very important parts of it. Uh, PTSD, anxiety, uh, depression, survivor's guilt you know, there are very important elements that we're starting to work on them. We started to get the information. Once again, we're the first ones. Once again, we're going to be to be a little bit uh, analyze and check and, and, um, and see what's going on with us. You
0: know, that's one of the things that uh, the long-term survivors who have come on before have spoke on was survivor's guilt. Um, Is that something that I mean, you spoke that you kind of dealt with, but um, how did you, how do you cope with that or, or you know, how do you uh, move past that? Because I actually had, I, I remember actually now I had, uh, oh, I'm, I'm trying to think of who it was. It was somebody who was on and they were saying that they, they didn't have the survivor's guilt because, you know, they were, they were living and they were, you know, yeah. supposed to be living. I forget, I forget the, the, the exact words and I'm okay. butchering probably sure. what he said, but how have you dealt with that?
1: I think it really, again, all these elements that I mentioned, PTSD, survival guilt and everything, they vary from person to person. They are in different levels, so they don't exist one or the Mm -hmm. other. Um, All what you can do sometimes is really, there's people that really isolate themselves a lot. That's one of the biggest problems that we have in our community, isolation and loneliness. I hope, really, to all these people that they're listening from agencies or organizations, we need the body program back to really help this community. We need uh, mental services going to people's homes and things like that. But the other way is exactly what you mentioned, to celebrate life. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a very uh, confused feeling to cry and celebrate at the same time but it does exist and we cry and celebrate because we cannot forget those people that die but we also we have to celebrate the people that we are alive and the moments that we see right now the beauty of things and our families and friends and we have to be there for each other you know that's the only way uh, newly infected people and and people that we've been living you know with hiv for a for a long time and i want to take a moment robert also to mention something very very important long-term survivors is a large community we have many kinds of people we were we you know we had people that they were infected when they were uh young so we have people in their 20s that they are hiv long-term survivors we have our stray brothers we have women, we have a transgender. It's very important to recognize that this community is a reflection of the world too, and that we have many, many elements to talk about, and there are many parts of the equation. And that we have so many voices, Robert, and so many stories, and we have to recognize that. So so
0: tell me about how you created your uh, your Facebook group, the HIV long term survivors group that you have on there? Um, what sure. what made you create that? And, and 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 tell me a little bit about it because it's it's thriving from what I'm seeing.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's uh, you know when you just try to find something and you don't find it, and, and and you keep looking and there's nothing there, and that this also again for all the people that are listening, you see something that it doesn't exist you have the possibility of make something or do something about it. Um, when I was looking for that, you know, I saw what was going on and, and I really felt it was missing a group for people like me that felt that maybe we were the only ones. Many of the people now that they're in the group, at one moment or another, they thought maybe am I the only one really alive because we have people that live in rural areas, in other countries. Um, About from close to the 5,000 people, 3,500 live in USA. Um, Wow. I think right now it's an amazing family. Sometimes we have problems, yes, no doubt. But it's an amazing supportive family. And this came about because it's a kind of sad situation that if we go many times to any HIV services or in my case to the LGBT community uh, or you know or even I think again in the at this point of life for the straight men and women, it's even more difficult in many ways. You will find sometimes no answers, no services, someone to tell you, "Wow, you're here. You're still alive. And what the group provides is more than anything, of course, and a space to communicate to support each other, but also a lot of information. I'm very glad that many times we have suggestions and we always are very careful, of course, to tell people, check with your doctor. Uh, But we have so many people that have gone through so many things already, like in my case with pain, that people not only give you emotional support, um, I'm gonna talk about myself. I'm having a hip replacement Uh surgery tomorrow. And um, I have to admit, I am scared, Um, and, and it's not because it's a very dangerous surgery. It's because my PTSD and my anxiety is working. It's just pushing me, and it's making me be afraid. But that's what is happening to many members of my family. We are conscious sometimes of realities, but while we went through seeing people dying, or many times, like many of us, we were the ones close to dying so many times that there's a moment that your subconscious is still screaming and yelling, you know, run, run. And you can, you know? So, so I'm very proud of this family um, that we've been able to gather in, in the group and um, and hopefully there will be so many more. And the people that they are still newly infected or just with a few years, not that it is possible, but we have to take care of each other, baby. You know, that's what I was asking you also about, to to be talking about more intergenerational conversations because prevention, um, you know, prep, all those things will be possible only if we connect with the history and the elements of people that they're still living with it after such a long time.
0: Yeah, that's true. So that conversation has to be had, you know. There has to yeah. be like a, an open forum for that conversation to be had. Yeah. It's something yeah, and that's Yeah, and you are
1: allowing this, baby. You know, you are making this possible right now, right here. You have right here this program that is allowing many of these conversations to happen. So I thank you for that. Uh,
0: well, thank you. So I, I want to talk about, next, I want, to, I, want to, I want to speak on the documentary that you were a part of. Uh, I know we touched on it a little bit, but tell me how you got involved with that. It's called Last Men Standing, and it's a documentary yes. that was Emmy Award documentary. It uh, was the first and only documentary from the San Francisco Chronicle, right?
1: That is correct. Yeah, we are part of history just for being um Again, the first and only documentary from the San Francisco Chronicle, and also is the most watched Internet project uh, from the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, everything started by this amazing woman that I really was telling Mama Becky that I want to introduce her to her. It's, her name is Erin Allday. Erin um, she wanted just to write some articles, which started to see what I saw too, and other people started to see about people getting older with HIV but that somehow Mm -hmm. nobody was really even mentioning even AIDS anymore in these days. So she started to write some articles and more articles, and somehow she started to get interviews of many, many people. There were, I think there were hundreds of them. Um, Somehow they finally decided to select eight of these stories and there were some people from the San Francisco Chronicle that they wanted to do also small something. This small something, this small big effort became a documentary. And uh, they follow us like for six months all over the place. Uh, They, sometimes they will wake up with you and you will be, you know, um, they will be um, all over the place. Um, And and they, they were so supportive. And I'm still, in, you know, also incredibly thankful to Erin all day because she has done um, articles specific also for our women survivors. She keeps writing about what's going on with us, and and she doesn't have to, you know. She's, uh, I think she's a very genuine person, very interested in what's going on. So by now, by the way, uh, we do have a free, um, um, a link for free streaming of the, Of the documentary if if whoever hasn't seen it um i think they can find it on your page right robert
0: yep yep i'm going to post it up there um, and do it
1: right yeah the link and um uh, but in any case they can also contact me uh if they want to do any big um screening uh and they want to have a dvd or blu-ray or something to make it better we can also provide you with that Uh, so just contact me but uh, I like to think that, uh, like, yeah, I got it. You got an Emmy and everything, but, uh, I like to think that it is a very good documentary that more than anything, it shows samples of some of the things that happen to the survivors these days after such a long time of living with HIV. What's going on, um, are really, for example, our bones and nerves more delicate or really falling apart more than an average person? Well, there's two theories. Right now, many people say that our bodies inside live, uh, they're older from 10 to 15 years, or simply we have a lot more comorbidities than an average person. But, But definitely, there's certain specific situations about growing older with HIV. So yes, last man standing is still there outside, and people can watch it, and hopefully more people all over the world can check it out
0: yeah, actually, um when you sent it to me, I sat there and i I watched it immediately, <laughs> when I opened up the email and and for you know however long it was the hour or whatever i I was moved I was touched to to get a glimpse into these the the men that were in there that were featured your lives, just for a little bit and to learn so much about it and to see how it's still you know. It's still a struggle, you know what I mean? It's still a fight, but yeah. you're still fighting. And I think it's courageous and amazing that, you know, you put yourself out there. It, it's touching. I think what really moved me the most um, was when they doc- they showed you the documentations from the nurses. Um, and they were flipping through been the been book. Really I was like, I lost it. I was con- I was like, what? there was that many yeah. people it was crazy
1: yeah and i don't want to lose it right now again like you're talking about but when you see just name after name just passing by you know and and the reality is that many people don't remember m- many of these names anymore <clears throat> um and they just became just a little piece of ink on a paper um it's a difficult thing to know you know because remember that in those days Sometimes there were many people dying every day. And and now if you look at that, to transfer it to the present, imagine what it is to live every day. You may die tomorrow. You may die tomorrow. You may die tomorrow. And 30 years pass by and we're still here. And many people were not, we didn't prepare to grow older. Financially, there were many people that really, I'm sure maybe you heard about this, but that really grabbed the you know, credit cards and went shopping or whatever they had and just enjoy life. And we didn't prepare because we were gonna die the next day. Um, and even- I heard stories about that. Like, Yeah, yeah. And even simple things, Robert, like pill fatigue. You know, imagine what it is precisely, you know, one thing is to take pills for a year, but imagine, five, 10, 15 years, taking pills every morning, afternoon, night. And that's why many people also get what is called the pill fatigue. And, and I have to keep telling, you know, my community, you know, I know it's difficult, but, uh, keep taking those things is keeping us alive, you know, and, uh, and get a smile and watch a funny movie and get a pet and so many wonderful things that can, uh, make us feel good. But I think more than anything, if we had a little bit more acknowledge, a simple acknowledgement, like, wow, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you survived. I'm glad you make it this far. You know, if somebody will tell you that, wow. You know, so I just want to tell everyone that is listening that I'm glad you're here, you know, because because we need
0: to hear that. Yeah, we do. We definitely, definitely do. So let's take a quick break here, and let's go ahead over to uh, Josh Robbins and uh, take a listen to this week's HIV Spew. We'll be right back uh, with Jesus. Uh, One second.
2: This is the all-new
0: HIV scoop with Josh Robbins, exclusively for Paws I Am Radio. This week's buzzworthy sexual health news in under two minutes. Here's Josh Robbins with this week's HIV scoop.
2: I hope you all had a fantastic Fourth of July. I had a great one. Robert, did you play with some fireworks? How'd it go? Boom, boom. All right, let's get right into the news. A survey commissioned by Terrence Higgins Trust found that over one third of the survey uh, participants would reject someone, literally swipe left on Tinder, who was living with HIV and on effective treatment, 30%. Another 30% said they wouldn't know which way they would swipe on the dating app. And only 30% said they wouldn't swipe left implying they would give the person a chance regardless of of an hiv diagnosis even more shockingly 75 percent of the people in the survey couldn't say they would be comfortable kissing someone living with the virus and accessing treatment despite there being absolutely no evidence of hiv being passed on by kissing shocking Those working in HIV advocacy really could be experiencing or getting U equals U, undetectable equals untransmittable messaging fatigue, but it must be the unyielding responsibility of advocates uh, and activists and people living with HIV to continue to shout this message to everyone because in only two short years, we have been tackling stigma created and perpetuated for the last 30 years and that's that charlie sheen is back in the news and this time it appears his legal team won a small victory in a california courtroom to remind you a former sexual partner of charlie sheen is suing him for allegedly not disclosing his hiv status prior to having sex with her sheen's legal team argued that their client and this partner must pursue arbitration instead of civil court because of a signed non-disclosure agreement. Well, the judge agreed and ruled in favor of Sheen and referred the proceeding to arbitration, and thus it will be kept out of the public court records. I'm Josh Robbins. This was your HIV scoop. And there you
0: have it. Thank you, Josh Robbins. more information on Josh, go to I'mStillJosh.com. So uh let's go ahead and bring uh back Jesus. Jesus, are you with me?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: so uh, listen, I'm after really just hearing here. that um hearing the HIV scoop here with Josh, uh tell me what what are your what are your thoughts on that that survey? Seventy-five percent of the people who took the survey said they did not feel comfortable kissing somebody who was on treatment and had an undetectable viral load.
1: Yeah, mijo. um gosh. Uh, do we have five more hours to talk about this? The, one of the saddest <laughs> thing, maybe, is you know, I'm I'm single and available. Hey, just in case. Um, but listen, I I I became part of this dating website, and I you know, it's it's one of the things that in my group, also, so many people would like to have a partner, you know, someone to be with and everything. I became part of this website. Should I mention it or no? I guess I should not mention it, right? Um, and you will be amazed of how many people really say I will not date an HIV long-term I mean an HIV person, an HIV person. Um, It hurts, you know, Uh, even with all the, all the whole new you equal you and everything, to know that so many people still prefer not to be involved with someone HIV positive, it hurts a lot. Um, One thing that I learned from um, healthy voices, I don't know, know I'm not telling how wonderful they are, but I I don't really think healthy voices is the bump. is to really um, get out of my HIV bubble. And saying that is is one thing to keep preaching to the choir, to your own peers, that everybody knows this, you equal you but we had to scream to the world. Let me tell you a little a small anecdote very fast of so something what happened. I was telling this friend of mine gay here in San Francisco about uh, how precisely we have to get out of our own bubble and really you know that we love to talk to people in higher level other people from different parts of society about you equal you. And um and you know somebody I don't know that somebody something will have to do with pop media something and then he told me, do you know something? I'm not too familiar with pop things like the Kardashians or any of those things. So can you tell me what is you equal you? So, <laughs> so he was mixing. I don't know what he had in his mind. He thought about YouTube or YouTube or something, but <laughs> it, it, he really saw. Like, I'm not familiar with pop culture. Tell me more about You Equal You. Like, are you serious?
0: (laughs) And that
1: tells you already a lot, a lot about where we are. If somebody in our community, in the gay community, or people that are around us don't know what it is, an average, normal, day-by-day person out here in New York or Toledo or, or Canada, I don't know, anywhere else, they got no idea. I think if we had to make an effort, every person that is listening to us, to tell somebody else out, out of our circles to explain what U equals U is. We have to make an effort. If we will have a lot of money to have a huge commercial, it's time to do that commercial. If we have a way to go and talk to Ofra or Ellen, the generals, we have to do it. But, you know, as soon as people don't know about what's going on in the HIV community and all this good news, because there are good news about you equal you, uh, the stigma is going to be as prevalent and, and as high as ever. And it hurts so much. Like I always tell people, imagine as a woman being HIV and trying to help your kids and hanging out with your friends and telling someone something like that. I can tell you, at least in the Latino community, as a woman, the woman still gets so high, that stigma that she's the whore, that she's the one Mm -hmm. jumping from bed to bed, that she I'm sure she did something wrong. And for many straight men, baby, um, I've been talking to some of the straight men uh, with HIV leaders. You know, if they try to go to one of the places that's supposed to be for gay and lesbian and bisexual, it's always a stigma that, yeah, mm, I'm sure how that happened. I'm sure you're gay, but you don't want to mention it. Um, You know, there's so many stigmas, so alive, but especially that one that we know now, if we are undetectable for more than six months, I cannot pass the virus to you. You know how beautiful that is? But how many people it's really t- feel comfortable with that, you know?
0: It's amazing. It has so to be kind Lord. of it has to be kind of surreal for you to you know, for 32 years to go back to the beginning when there was no, you know, nothing, it was people were just dying to now this that we're living and now that you equals you and, and, you know, it's like, the activism never stops. It just kind of shifts to what the message is next. You know what I mean? And like you said, we need to now shift our voices to the people that are around us to our support systems. You know what I mean? And to other people that are not in our circle. Um, because exactly. they need to know that you equals you. Because we know that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, what I mean, we're educated, we to,
1: but they are. Maybe we have to have a slogan or something. Say, you equals you has nothing to do with the Kardashians or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but Who knows? Uh, maybe we need one of the Kardashians
0: to do a commercial
1: <laughs> or exactly maybe we need one of the Kardashians to really do something like that no it has nothing to do with me but you should know about but, it you know uh, yeah. but um, but it is very sad Mijo, you know that uh, after 32 years if anything we still have to find out when should I tell this guy that I'm HIV positive I'm always up front myself by the way, but. Uh, But many, for many people, it's still a very difficult situation for many people. They still hide it. Many people in the group, they have asked if they can create a fake uh, page because in that way they can feel safe when they interact Mm -hmm. with other members. It's still not completely uh, free for many, you know, it's uh, it is difficult for many still to, to simply say, I'm HIV positive. It hasn't become like any other thing, like cancer or other things to say, I, I, I am HIV positive and everybody will be just, oh, yeah, um, how can I help you? That's it, you know? No, nothing major reaction or, oh, you know, she has HIV, you know, to go to these things. So sadly, I think we have a lot of... Um, Road cover to eliminate the stigma and now baby oh my god on top of that now we have the ageism you're still a baby but <laughs> but you know uh the the ageism that's a whole different story when uh, Besides of whatever you are, you are straight, gay, lesbian, trans- transgender, etc. You already get that. And then you're also HIV, okay? That's another story. And then you're growing older. Now you get another thing. Wow. Did that tell you that we are strong? Yeah. we are very
0: Yeah, strong. you're very strong. That's what it tells me.
1: We are, baby. That's but, incredible. Uh, but, you know, many so of the so people then- that are listening... I'm sure
0: they uh, can tell you how difficult it is every day sometimes.
1: I'm sure. Yeah. You know,
0: every day is a struggle. It's kind of uh, how we face it. And it seems that, you know, you faced it with with strength, you know what I mean, and being honest. And, I mean, it landed you the poster boy for this, uh, this documentary last uh, men standing. Tell me, what was it like when you saw that picture come out saying that you were on the poster?
1: <laughs> you know, no one can deny, you, mijo, that uh, you know, there's, there's really things that help your ego. No one can tell you, oh, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> um, but what it really gave me, you know, is that when the documentary came out, uh, the amount of people in the group almost duplicated. Um, uh. And it was, oh, my God, it was like a, this wave of people suddenly coming out from many places because the information was in the newspaper almost every week. Um, there were all these Internet writings, and people were listening and hearing and trying to get together with others like us. Many times in the group, not many times, but every hit and there, we had a fight, you know, sometimes Catholics against a uh, the people that like food and people that dislike food, you, you mention it. There's going to be a fight about something, Go but ahead. no one can really understand where you are better than other one that has passed through the same things. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we are, um, if I'm told if I'm Latino, if I'm straight, if I'm, um, you know, left-handed or right-handed, or uh, many of these things are part of us. But at the end, if we put it as a common thing that we're still surviving, we have gone through so much. And even the fact, for example, that I live with chronic pain myself, Another person that goes through the same thing is going to understand you very well. When mm-hmm. we went, uh, uh and we went, we went through, um, to healthy voices, the conference, by the way, whoever hasn't gone there, you had to check it out and see what it is. But when we were there to know that every person around me was a survivor of one thing or another and everybody, was willing to understand or to be there for the rest. It was just such a beautiful feeling. And mm-hmm. I really, really hope that uh, that we learn from that to that it is possible. We are very different with many different things, you know, but uh, but you are willing to be there for somebody else and understand those differences and to know that we're survivors. Mm-hmm we can go so much farther. so much further.
0: That's true. That's true. And that's, you know, kind of why we do the show here is to share stories, find similarities and and discover that we're like one another and, and be inspired by and provide hope to others. And, you know, you, you creating the HIV long-term survivors group on Facebook, um, it, it kind of uh, reminded me when you told the story about it of when I had the Posayam social network or the Posayam community yeah. running and, I know. And just having that safe space to share and talk mm-hmm. and have people open up to you. And you know what I mean, I know getting those messages from people and how much they meant to you saying this is the first time I've ever talked about it to anybody. You know what I mean? And I know you understand because you get them. And it's just you're doing something great there, Jesus. I just want to tell you that. And it's awesome. So keep Thank doing you. what you're doing. I want to talk yeah. about the I- song. Um, Sure. that you wrote, Surviving Still, you yeah. you sung it at Healthy Voices. Uh, I have a track here, but it was sounding a little choppy earlier, so I'm going to upload it on <laughs> no. my website
1: so people so we can, can hear it. We can um, apologize a little bit. Sorry. It was a copy that I tried to get. I guess and somehow it got a little bit distorted, but... Uh... But uh, Actually, I think I'm, it might actually be on
0: my end, but it's good. I'm going to post it on uh, com on the homepage. I'm going to post the link okay. to the documentary, and I'm going to also sure. post the link so people can listen to the song there right on our homepage. Uh, give me like 10 minutes after the show, posionradio.com, and I'll post it. But I want to talk about yeah. the song, Surviving Still, uh, and sure. some of the lyrics. I'll tell you, what made you want to write the song?
1: Uh, Micheal... And that's another very important point. You know, many people believe that an advocate or an activist, you really have to be up in arms in the streets and uh, and go to Sacramento or do things like that. And that's one way. But also remember that everyone has the strengths or ways to do something, and that is your advocacy. Uh, in my case, uh, somehow I ended up also with a lot of advocacy and activism, but for me, music and creativity, it really touches my heart. it really is something that is very deep into my soul. And uh, if you tell me a story, tomorrow I can make a song out of that. Um, it's just the way that I am. And for me, this song uh, surviving still it came out just from that, from listening to all the people on the group and friends. And I have a lot of friends that are HIV London survivors. And, um, you know, in this last gay parade, it was the first time that we were able to really take our flag with our new image and be there. And, and, um, and to learn from there, to hear from there, for me, is like putting a little bit of their souls, not just mine, but... Other people's souls into words. And it's kind of really amazing you think about it that sometimes the song is from three to five minutes approximately, and you have to tell a whole story or somebody's story in those minutes, or sometimes a whole journey, at least through feelings it's like a, you get all these feelings and you, you put it in a little barrel, and, and, and then you really push them down and then this little barrel becomes this magical powder that becomes a sun. And that's a great way to explain it. We're actually, um, yeah, that's I the know. last
0: couple of seconds. So, uh, hey, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, people sure. can go to my website, pause, and find your, um, your, your the documentary last month.
1: thank you baby
0: Surviving thank still. you
1: so much to... sure,
0: you're welcome, and I hope that you um I hope to see you soon and uh, I just want to send love yes. to you and I will talk to you and thank you so much for coming on today
1: yeah, thank you everyone, and write to Robert or contact me and let us know what's going on and lots of love to you guys. We' are in this together, okay
0: you got it thank you Jesus. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Again, more information on Jesus and the documentary and his amazing song, Surviving Still, you'll be able to find on the website in about the next 15 minutes. Uh, thank you all and join us next week. Thanks for listening to Pause I Am Radio, your dose of hope. Connect with the show at pauseiamradio.com or on social media. And we'll see you next time.